0: Mr. Smea's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mr. Smea. And you know my wackadoo, my crazy person, my fire dude. <laughs> Mr.
1: John! Hi, Mia. How you doing? <laughs> fire dude, huh? That's a new one. All right. So, <laughs> my fry guy. i fry going? your ass with my fire. Yeah, exactly.
0: How's it going,
1: John? It's going all right. I got to play with some fire last night, so I was happy about that.
0: Even better.
1: Even better. Yes. Anytime we'll get to play the fire is a good day.
0: Absolutely. We took some videos. Yeah. You'll be some, posting them at some, some point soon. Some good videos.
1: Yeah, We will them up.
0: Very exciting. You set some women on fire in more ways than one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they do like when I play with fire. They
0: do. You know, at one point when you were doing what you were doing to a certain someone... Uh, one of our gal pals said, uh, she's really enjoying herself. What is that? Just fire? And I said, I think it's fire and fingers and a couple of other things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the couple of other things were, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can do a lot with a fire wand.
0: Definitely. And just
1: blow some fire on them. They, they like the heat.
0: So you want to talk about something interesting today?
1: I don't know. I kind of want to talk about something boring today.
0: Oh, motherfucker. (laughs) Here we go. A BDSM's Beginner's Guide to Subspace. You know, a lot of people have not yet experienced subspace in their beginning stages of uh, learning BDSM. And a lot of people are really unknowledgeable about it. Um, There's a lot of, you know, questions on, you know, how does it feel? What does it feel like? Some people question whether it exists, you know. Right. Um, and
1: and maybe, we've we've talked about it a lot of times, well, yeah. but we've had a difficult time, I think, because neither one of us have really experienced it. You know, I, I I think I've experienced it a little bit, but not fully. But we have a lot of subs that that have.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: They could explain it better than we can. But we have an article today that's going to help us out.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So this article was written by a Janet Brido PhD um, she has several credentials so she's probably very knowledgeable on this a mm. media sense beginner guide to subspace it was uh, it was posted on Healthline.com. so if anyone wants to read it right John you want to give it a whirl
1: Sure. When people think about BDSM and kink, they typically think about dungeons, whips, and chains. But BDSM isn't all about the equipment. At its core, BDSM, which stands for bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, sadism, and masochism, is about filling, fulfilling one's more extreme fantasies. We talk about that all the time. It's not about the chains. It's about the fantasy that comes with the chains, or with the whips, or the gags. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. It, we move down here. It says, "What is subspace?" We've talked about it before, and I, I've even mentioned that it's a f- type of dissociation. But she tells us that's not exactly what it is. Subspace refers to the trance-like state some submissives experience during BDSM play. While subspace can feel different for different people, many describe it as feeling light, floaty, or like mush. Does that mean subspace is just a fancy way to refer to dissociation? No. But there are some similarities. So, and it says one of those is that it's a type of out of body experience that, that involves feeling disconnected from reality. Um, the key difference is that most submissives claim satisfaction as a happy or euphoric rush, whereas dissociation can be a detachment from the whole being, including your ability to feel. Okay.
0: So, why does it happen? Although most research on BDSM kink is needed, there are a number of theories about why subspace happens. So in 2008, a review of two studies found that cortisol, the body's primary stress hormone, the levels rose significantly for participants who were bound, receiving stimulation, or following orders during consensual sadomasis play. Um, Massacistic.
1: excuse me. So the stress hormone cortisol went up. So your body's stressed. So that makes sense. Very much so. Mm -hmm.
0: Adrenaline, also known as the fight-or-flight hormone, could be released by the body in response to a stressful, threatening, or even exciting situation. Another type of hormones is endorphins, are known to boost pleasure and lessen pain. So endorphins are generally released when the body experiences pain or stress or when its natural reward center is activated by things like working out, eating, or you guessed it, having sex. For some the combination of pain and pleasure experienced during BDSM scene can result in, you know, reaching subspace.
1: Okay, so basically your body is releasing a mixture of chemicals and giving you mixed signals because you release your body stress, so it releases the stress hormone. And it's, re- uh, it's releasing adrenaline, so your body has, has extra energy. And then it also releases endorphins at the same time to give you that pleasurable feeling. So your body is kind of in this natural high state. All right. Well, no wonder they like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's an amazing feeling. You know, to me, it's orgasmic, you know. Yeah. But... Everybody else, you know, everybody has a different feeling for, you know, everything that they do, and that's why they do it.
1: Right. And, you know, it's people exercise a lot. You've heard of runner's high.
0: Absolutely. You know,
1: I I used to run the marijuana dispensary here in in Florida, and one of the things that I learned was that runner's high releases the chemical anandamide in your brain, which is the equivalent to THC. So when a runner runs long enough and they get that runner's high, it's the same as smoking a joint. So they're, they're, it's a natural way for their body to release those chemicals. And this is the same thing. You're, this is a natural way to release the chemicals that people take, illicit substances to do the same thing. So the next question is, is it safe? Safe is a funny word when it comes to BDSM. So... In, It's safer than taking chemicals, I think, but you still have to be careful the way you get there because this can still be very stressful to your body. Activities like breath play or knife play, for example, aren't really safe. If you don't take precautions and play responsibly, activities like these can be dangerous. That's why it's important to do your research before attempting any new kinks or engaging in an otherwise unfamiliar play. You might even take a workshop online or at your local sex shop. All that said, there isn't anything to suggest that subspace is inherently unsafe. It's just your neurochemicals feeding your happy hormones. Okay.
0: Interesting, right? Yeah. So.
1: And it, it goes on a couple of paragraphs down. This means subspace, like being high or drunk, can affect your judgment. While in subspace, many people agree or ask for things that are out of their sober comfort zone. That's absolutely. We, we talk about that a lot. You know, when you're negotiating a scene, you never get to renegotiate in the middle of the scene while you're in subspace. The Dom should never ask the sub to do something that they wouldn't normally do. Very true. Because when they're subspace, of course they're going to say yes.
0: So in general, all parties should take note that a submissive specific subspace behaviors and make adjustments to the scene to continue to ensure consent, communication, and safety. Most importantly, never negotiate, as you said. Never negotiate
1: that. Right. Because they're not, they're not in the right mindset. They're in euphoric high. And they're, they're willing. You got them there. They're willing to do anything you want. And when they're not in that subspace, and I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about this later, they feel bad for the things that they did because it's something they wouldn't have done. Just like when you, somebody's drunk and they go and do something that they wouldn't normally have done. You know? They have regrets in the morning. They wake up next to somebody. <laughs> <Very> true, <right? laughs> They're like, oh my God, I just had sex with this person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what does it feel or look like? Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to tell
1: us, John? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> this is the fun part about subspace because it can look so many ways. Lots of giggling, glazed eyes, a sort of daydream-like expression, the person going nonverbal, far off gazing, a primal state. We've seen all of those things. All
0: of those things, absolutely. You know,
1: we had a girl down at one of the parties. We put her on the cross. She asked me not to take her to subspace. So I told her I wouldn't. And I 100% did not plan on taking her to subspace. We did very soft, rhythmic uh, flogging. It's more of a sensual flogging rather than pain. And it was just that rhythmic, constant, almost hypnotic, Impact that took her into subspace, and she became very nonverbal. She didn't want to be touched. She wasn't. She was in a good place, but her body and her actions were a lot different than some of the other people that we've seen, where they get really happy and um, very open to a lot of things. She was just wanted to be left alone and not be touched for a minute, you know. And I, I talked to her afterward, and I apologized. as said I really wasn't trying to take you to subspace. She, and she, the comment she made was she had never had anyone take her to subspace before in a kind way.
0: Wow.
1: So there's a lot of ways to get there. She wasn't expecting to get there. She was on board for what was happening, and she didn't expect it to happen either. So there's a lot of different ways to get subspace, and there's a lot of different reactions when you get there. So,
0: so a common theme is they feel floaty
1: almost like being in yourself and outside yourself simultaneously.
0: Subspace is different for everyone, but it generally makes folks feel a little more relaxed when experiencing subspace. You may feel like you're in a trance, like it's hard to articulate yourself or even like you're a little drunk without the spins.
1: Yeah. You know, at the last party, we did that fire show, and we talked about this a lot. You know, I had my sub out there, and she didn't remember half the scene. She had to go back and watch the video to even know what happened that's how far gone she was. And it wasn't so much what was happening to her, it was the experience that we were giving her. You know, she had that fear, and and all those things were happening that she just went somewhere else. She had a great time, and, and you know, when she watched the video, she remembered, she recalled it when she watched the video, but she couldn't recall it on her own. So she was definitely in a, in a different place. And then the rest of the night at the party, she was definitely in a different place the whole night. So... All right.
0: Very true. So it says, what's the point? Well, mostly that it feels good. Sex in general can be a stress reliever. And so-called kinky sex can be a way to pursue that stress relief in more intense ways. Some research from 2017 suggests that subspace can evoke an altered state of consciousness, similar to hypnosis, mindfulness, or drug-induced calm.
1: Yeah, we just said all that, didn't
0: we? We did. So preliminary research found that subspace, and by extension, top space, may align with different altered states of consciousness as well. It can be identified as akin to flow state being in the zone. Researchers found that the same may be true of subspace, but that it's more aligned with the transient uh, hyperfrontality theory. So the theory suggests that your levels of consciousness are layered like an onion. But feeling back, peeling back the layers containing your more complicated cognitive abilities, you may be able to slow down your brain for a period of time. In other words, you can turn the thinking part off.
1: Yeah. And we've talked about top space or dom space before and how you know, a lot of people talk about subspace because a lot of people experience it. But top space is, is a little bit more iffy if that's even a thing very true um, there are times you know I do get into the zone and I I I'm not becoming a different person I'm not zoned out I know what's happening but something inside my mind switches when I'm doing my fire shows uh, the best example again is the fire show at the party when we were doing that there were a hundred people watching at least a hundred people because we told everybody to go outside and come watch and they did but while I was doing it for those 20 minutes, it was just me and sub. I didn't see anyone else. I didn't feel anyone else. I didn't pay attention to anyone else. It was just me and her. We did the scene, and then we looked, We both looked up and was like, oh, shit, there's 100 people watching us. So you do get into that zone, and you get into that mindset. You know, it happened last night at the party we were at. We had another one of my subs up on the cross, and there were two of us down there. uh Lady Red came and helped me. We were both topping uh, my sub, and we got into this space where, you know, we were just enjoying what was happening, and everybody else didn't matter. So.
0: And everybody enjoyed watching the scene. So (laughs) I was a win-win.
1: Yeah, they did. (laughs) But at at the moment, nobody else mattered. Very true. So it is a nice. It's not a dissociation, but it is a nice headspace to be in. Where the top kind of forgets everything else too, and it's relaxing for them too.
0: And the one word I think that stuck out in what you were saying earlier was methodical. Mm-hmm. Because I think it, it boils down to like doing a methodical act, not thinking about anything, shutting everything else down, and thinking about it. And it's almost like listening to that constant beat in right. your head. Almost
1: like a drum beat. Yeah. You know, yes. you, you, you mentioned you were watching me warm up. Yeah. And you, you were happy that you saw that happening. Yeah. And it, and it was just a thud, 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 yeah. thud, thud, thud. And she knew it was coming, and it was a rhythm, and she knew, and it warmed her up. And then she would get a smack real hard right on her ass that she wasn't expecting. Yeah. And she would jump, and then she'd get the thud, thud, thud. So you get them into that space where they stop thinking, and then all of a sudden you surprise them with something. So yeah, it's fun. It
0: is. So it says, how do you get into subspace?
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs> How do I better. get into subspace? <laughs> choke, the choke one. my ass. I'll be in subspace, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh,
0: Since you do mention the whole idea of breath play when you're getting choked out, so many of so many of the subs that we've choked out before. I mean, they'll pass out and then they lose track of time. Mm-hmm. You know, one time I had a sub in there, and we were only in there probably two, three hours, and. As we continued to do, you know, breath play and a little bit of torture, I would go and I would tap the bottom of his feet, you know, just constant tapping, doing a little bastionado at the same time, and then choking him out. I'd go go up, go down, go each down, each side of his body each time. And um, after a while, he had no idea where he was, <laughs> no idea what time it was, and he thought he'd been in there all night. But
1: obviously we had not. So. Yeah. Well, you know, last night, you know my sub, you know her, it's Lady Cicely. Yeah. She's a little mouthy. Yeah. And
0: forever. she does it. She
1: says, I don't hit her hard enough. Everybody hits harder than I do. Trying, trying to get my ego to get, <laughs> to get me to hit her harder. You know how I made her shut up? I pull her, back, I pull her hair, pull her head back, and put my hand on her throat. And she just melts. And I have to almost catch her every time I do it because she just about passes out just from the thought of me choking her. And she gets real quiet, and she starts to behave. She, I had to do that several times last night.
0: <laughs> she oh, almost. I bet you did.
1: She was chained to the cross and still almost hit the ground a couple of times. When I choked her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it says, "How do you get into subspace?" It really depends. It's kind of like having an orgasm. Yeah, it there is. You go. Yeah, it is. It's orgasm. It's a mind orgasm, isn't it?
0: No, along with everything else. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a little different for everyone, but there are some common things to some common ways to get there. Often, subspace is triggered by the intensity of a scene. For some, this involves impact play like spanking or flogging. So, the more intense the scene, the more those chemicals get released. Others get into subspace via sensory deprivation, like wearing an eye mask and noise-canceling headphones during a scene. An intensity of sensation, aka force orgasm, can also cause this. At the end of the day, subspace is really about being overwhelmed. And that's, you know, that's the fantasy that a lot of people have. You know, we talk about power exchange and, and giving over yourself to someone else. It's really about feeling overwhelmed by someone.
0: That's very true. And, you know, I know, you know, in dominating a man, for example, I know that time and time again, we've done sessions where, you know, there's no you know, touching dicks. I mean, he, he's <laughs> literally, he's literally standing there. Yeah.
1: I don't go in the, I don't go in the dungeon and touch no, dicks with don't people. Dicks I don't <laughs> we don't do the, just the tip game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's where it's more, more about the whole aspect of, of intensity in BSM versus, you know, the sexual aspect of it, right. because it's not about that orgasm in that sense. He wants to experience the subspace of an orgasm mentally.
1: Right. If they just wanted to have sex, they would just go have sex with someone. Yes,
0: absolutely. They come
1: here for a different experience.
0: Yes.
1: All right. Some activities that may evoke subspace. So bondage is a big one. We have a lot of friends that like bondage, like role play, like, like suspension. Role playing is a big one. And then edge play. Now, they're saying edge play is... Orgasm control. When I think of edge play, I'm thinking of the risky play, the fire play, and the electrical play, the knife play, all of those things that are really the dangerous things, you know. And I don't know why I like those so much. Did but you know, you give me some fire, you give me some electricity, and I'm I'm a happy boy. <laughs> You've seen it. You saw it last yeah. night. Yeah.
0: Very much so. We've
1: seen it a lot, so. I don't. I can't explain why that's, I, but it's the chemicals. You know, you get fire spinning around your head, and it's dangerous. You know, it releases endorphins and adrenaline in me while I'm doing it as well. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, how many times you play with a sub, and even before you ever touch them anywhere, you're touching them with fire, and they're already wet. Like, they're already, like... So like, in the
1: zone. You bring the fire out. They're like, oh my God. So <laughs> you, you don't even bring the fire close to them. So, yeah. And they just line up. They line up. Oh, they I'm,
0: do line up, don't
1: they? <laughs> <laughs> me next, me next. I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> and I don't really do anything to them other than just get the fire close to them and let them feel the heat.
0: It says, um, if you find that it's difficult to tap into but really want to experience it. Try grounding and relaxing yourself before the scene in order to get in subspace. Then during the scene, use mindfulness practices to flow with your physical sensations. See if you can begin to find a state that feels different and then let yourself float into that without expectations. And like you said, like a runner's high, same concept. Mm -hmm. So John, You know what happens after the
1: fact. What is sub drop? Okay, well, I was going to talk about this a little bit. Let me back up just a second. (laughs) Oh. So it says the subs trying to get into this zone to be able to enter subspace. So last night, before I did any fire play, the first thing I did was pull out my singing bowl and started making my bowl sing. Yeah, that was
0: very cool.
1: It was very cool. Yeah. But there was another purpose for that. It was to calm me down because when I when I do the singing bowl and I have to concentrate on that and make that happen, it puts me into a meditative state and relaxes me before I start to play with the fire and brings me to that space where I need to be so that I can be safe. Because if I'm overly excited, if I'm overly eager, then I'm not safe anymore. So, and you know, I don't get intoxicated before we play the fire. You know, it's a party. I'm going to drink, but not until after we're done. You know, that's, that's how we've, I've always done the parties, because I don't want anybody to get hurt. But I, I try to get myself into that mind space before we play also. So it's very important for the sub and for the dom to be in the right place.
0: Very true.
1: All right, so we got there. Everybody's high. Everybody's happy now. Mm-hmm. Sub drop. So sub drop is just another word for coming down. Sub drop is the occasional downside of entering subspace or doing any sort of kink play. After a scene, some submissives may feel depressed, inexplicably exhausted, or prone to crying. This is because kink play can put your body through a lot. So yeah, we have all those chemicals going through us. Those endorphins reduce the pain, or they increase the pain tolerance, so it reduces the pain you feel. So your body is taking a lot of things that it normally wouldn't. And now all those endorphins are gone, and that adrenaline's gone, and you start to feel the pain, and you have bruises and marks, and you hurt for the next three days. So yeah, that's... kind of a lot to go through. Common acts in king play like impact play, knife play, or breath play are designed to get your adrenaline pumping. So, sub-drop is similar to premenstrual syndrome in a lot of ways. Huh.
0: <laughs> you didn't know you experienced PMS, did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many of you little gimp boys have PMS after work?
0: I think they're pissed with men's shit, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good way to explain it, right?
0: Yes, very much so. You,
1: you, have, yeah, you have some... Some subs at PMS afterward. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, none of my none of my little uh, little men boys, um, none of them. A lot of them just aren't that interested in doing any type of, you know, aftercare. Let alone subspace, right. and let, let alone you know something. You know, they just they want what they want.
1: Yeah. So you have a lot of male subs. A lot of these articles that we talk about, they're talking about the dominant being the man.
0: Yeah.
1: And the submissive being the woman. Very true. So that's that's what they're assuming in this article, I'm sure. It says, in both experiencing, you're experiencing hormonal fluctuations and your body is kind of freaking out about it. Now that makes sense. Sometimes your body can figure it out. Sometimes you need a big old tub of ice cream to cope.
0: Oh that's a one big old tub of ice cream or chocolate bar.
1: <laughs> it says sub is essentially a posting hangover, but it can be avoided or treated with aftercare. Okay. So, you're gonna experience subdrop. How do you get or how do you get over subdrop or how do you avoid it completely? And it says aftercare. And we've talked about that a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: And like you said, men don't really need a lot of aftercare because their bodies aren't I guess the hormones aren't fluctuating like they would in a woman. They're I don't, I don't know. Yeah, They're not very
0: emotional. I mean, I've had like my one sub. He's just like, you know, I would really like to be cuddled. After I'm like, shut up, put your clothes on. You got
1: to go. He just wants to be cuddled. It doesn't have anything to do with subspace. He just wants to be. He wants to be rubbed on. <laughs> exactly. Hold me, mommy.
0: But you know, for people that. You know they're they're younger or they're they're newer to the lifestyle you know you have to baby the whole situation you have to do aftercare
1: you know you have to let them know it. oh it's gonna be okay yeah, it's oh good. I'm so sorry I made you feel good <laughs>
0: <laughs> give them a blanket you know <laughs> we always have blankets and towels in the dungeon yeah. you know a little bottle of water you
1: know ladies you get aftercare dudes suck it up <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's
1: too funny. Okay. Aftercare is essential. It can help you minimize or totally avoid experiencing the lowest of lows often associated with sub-drop. Any post-scene ritual that helps play partners transition from headspace they entered during the scene can be considered aftercare. It can look different for everyone because everyone has different needs. Oh, no. See the
0: next one? Maybe you like long cuddles after a tough scene. And or you want to hang out with your dominant partner for the rest of the evening. That sounds like my sub-bitch.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you just need some check-ins on the next day or a nice hot bath or a a self-soothe. You know, we have friends that just want a stuffed animal. They just want to hold their stuffed animal and have a blanket and be left alone. We have people that just want some water. We have people that want to get a beer and hang out. You know, everybody's a little bit different. And it really depends on how intense the scene was, too.
0: Well, you know, we do the next thing. We do this quite often. It says after after the scene, we do some aftercare rituals, which is, you know, sit down and talking with them. You yeah. Know, what did they like about
1: it? Oh, they get real, the guys that are in there, they get real chatty after that. Oh, God, they do. They
0: do. And then they <laughs> like, pretend they, like it didn't happen. Right. You
1: know? <laughs> I've heard about so many guys' boats and their fishing trips. <laughs> <laughs> they come in, they don't want to say anything. and <laughs> They leave like, oh, yeah, I went fishing and caught this and we went on my boat. I'm like, okay, cool. Put your pants on. Let's go.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> All right. Some examples of aftercare rituals. Talking about your favorite parts of the scene, taking a shower bath together, I like that.
0: <laughs> of course you do. Sleeping
1: together in, say, bed, I, you know, I like that. Spreading, separating to allow for individual space, but checking in with each other via text or direct message. So, yeah, I've done all those things.
0: Yeah. It's always, with different people.
1: Different people want that. different things.
0: Exactly. So, where can you learn more about this, John?
1: Oh, there's so many places. So many places. Google it. <laughs> now, BDSM and kink are seemingly in, endless rabbit hole. After all, there's kink or fish for everything. Some ways you can begin to learn more about following BDSM educators and practitioners on social media. That's a good idea.
0: Really that way is. you can ask
1: questions. There's lots of groups. There's groups on Facebook, Instagram, FetLife. A lot of, a lot of places have groups that you can join. Um, it has some, some different ones here. I'm not going to go through all those but you may consider checking online communities like Reddit or Facebook. That's what we said. So, or if you have questions or concerns, contact us. We'll be happy to answer your questions.
0: Always. Yeah. We're always at this. Uh, MiaRahan.com.
1: Yeah. You can go there and look up the next party. It's coming up.
0: Ooh. Are you ready for the next party?
1: I'm getting ready for the next party. I'm I'm building my toys now. My stuff came in the mail, and I went down to the hardware store, and we're building it.
0: We're putting it together. It's going to be great. Well,
1: how many? So many, so many ideas. So many ideas for activities. <laughs>
0: um, I hope John and I can uh, can give you a little taste of the the little things that we do know about BDSM, and I think that um, this article has been very educational. And we always look forward to um, to educating others. And, you know, giving them a little bit of information to help on their yeah. on their journey. Yeah. Right?
1: And just one last thing. It says here, sub is super normal. Just learn what your body, mind and body need to slowly acclimate back to your usual self after a scene. So if you have these things happen to you, don't worry about it. It's a normal part. If it didn't happen, that would probably be an area of concern. You know, if you didn't have some type of balance back to your normal self.
0: Very true. So... All right. So it's been a pleasure,
1: as always. Oh, I always love pleasuring everyone.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look out, ladies. (laughs) All right. right.
1: Well, until next time, make your fantasies reality.